Thanks so much for joining us here on the Rivers Church Podcast. We see a church full of passionate people who reach the unchurched with the gospel of Jesus. Our heart is to equip people to love, live, and lead in God's kingdom. We hope you enjoyed today's message and pray that it encourages you to be all that God has destined you to be. If you need anything, please feel free to reach out to us and check us out on our website at riverschurch.co. That's riverschurch.co. So we've been having fun with this series, All I Want for Christmas Is, and a couple weeks ago I shared about how I Googled that. I wanted to Google, sometimes it's fun just to Google things, right? Like, I wonder what's going to show up on the Google search. Sometimes it's scary, sometimes it's interesting, and so I Googled, All I Want for Christmas Is, and I just left it blank, and I got page after page after page after page of Mariah Carey. All I Want for Christmas Is You. All about her song and this and all that lawsuit and all this, but here's what I learned. Her song just last year it made $16.2 million, just one song. In its 27 years of existence, it has made over $80 million. And so this last week, I got curious again, so I Googled, like, what are the Christmas songs that have made the most money all time? And that's not even number one, that's number three. So All I Want for Christmas Is You is, has climbed to number three. Do you know what the top two songs are? Number two is Silent Night. So Silent Night is the top two grossing songs, specifically the Bing Crosby version, apparently. That's the classic one that everyone loves to listen to. Uh, By the way, Christmas Eve, another plug for that. Every year at Christmas Eve, we end with Silent Night. We do a candle lighting. We're going to do a candle lighting thing. We'd love to have you here with us for Christmas Eve. It's going to be just an amazing, fun, and relaxing celebration on Christmas Eve. We'd love to have you. But we'll sing that song, Silent Night. The number one song. Any guesses? The number one song of Christmas, the number one grossing song? I am thanking God it's not last Christmas. White Christmas is the number one song. Anybody like that movie? I'll never forget the first time I watched that movie. My roommate in college, he's like, this is the best Christmas movie ever. And so I've never watched it. never heard of it. I'm watching this. I'm like 10 minutes into that. I'm like, where's the Christmas? There's no Christmas in this Christmas movie. 20 minutes later, I'm like, where's the white? There's no white. There's no Christmas. What's going on? There's like no Christmas. An hour and a half later, I'm like, there's no Christmas. in the, like, This is the worst Christmas movie ever. This is not about Christmas. And then finally, the last scene, they sing the song. It starts to snow. And I'm like, that is not a Christmas movie. And I hated that movie for years. But now I like it. My daughter was in that play. And then i like, this is actually a really good story. It's an incredible movie, actually. Now, not the best Christmas movie, but... A great movie, nonetheless. So we've been talking about all I want for Christmas is, it's fun to hear from kids what they want. They always know what they, they want, right? Some of you parents, your kids have a big list of things that they want. It's too big. It's so big, it's a little bit stressful. It's that big. Um, but when you become adults, you start thinking about things like, here's what I really want. It's like, I would love for life just to slow down a little bit. It's one of the things we've talked about. I'd love just to experience some peace. Anybody need more peace in their life? Like what we really think about is less stress. I want less anxiety in my life. I want to stop worrying. I, can, I, can I stop worrying for Christmas? Like we think about that. But what we're really wanting deep down inside when we say those things or think those things is we're, we're wanting peace. 
want peace on the inside. So we're going to talk about that again today. This is kind of a part two, just a short part two of last week's where we talked about peace and how God has peace for us instead of anxiety. The message is this, peace is found in the presence of Jesus. You and I can find true peace. We can experience true peace in the presence of Jesus. Now, here's the deal. A lot of people are easily experiencing anxiety these days. Anxiety is an epidemic. In fact, I don't know if you've seen this, but three years ago, a documentary came out. It's on HBO. It's called One Nation Under Stress. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? It is a fascinating and depressing documentary to watch, but it talks about this, the billions of dollars that we spend on anxiety medication and... It talks about deaths of despair. We're seeing more deaths of despair. People are just so discouraged and so much despair that that's the reason they die. That's the reason they get sick and they die. It really stems with anxiety. They didn't have health issues. Anxiety caused them to be sick and they end up dying from it. It's a, again, fascinating but really depressing documentary, but it talks about this anxiety epidemic that is going on in our culture today. The leading experts of anxiety, the Anxiety Center, these guys say this. They say, Anxiety has become the number one mental health issue in North America. It's estimated that one-third of the North American adult population experiences problems with anxiety. And some of you are like, yeah, I feel that. And if you don't feel it, you see it all around us. It's, it is, it's, it's bad. It's killing a lot of people. It's hurting a lot of people. It's hurting families. And um, we got to do something about this. When you feel anxious, what do you do? We all have something we do. Whether we realize it or not, we do something. Some of us, we just want to go eat more food. And that's like our sense of comfort. Anybody been there, do that? Like, I just go to food, I just want more food. It's, it's like, it makes me feel comfortable. But that's like our response to worry growing into becoming anxiety. Uh, some people, they go to uh, maybe alcohol. I just want to just kind of forget about it and just relax. And sometimes that just keeps going on and on and on. It just becomes detrimental for them. Uh, some people, they love to go to the television. I just want to just Netflix and just relax and just kind of escape it. We like to just forget what's going on. Uh, maybe you like exercise. Some people are just totally into exercise. And so I'm going to go exercise to just get the stress out of my body and off of my mind. We always have responses they can be good, they can be bad. In fact, I read this post this week online. I just happened to run into this. This individual said, here's how to process your emotions in a healthy way, I think. Buy a new candle. Take a 45-minute shower. Anybody do that? I just, I'm just gonna stand here. Drink coffee until you throw up. Overshare online. Anybody do that? I'm just going, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I don't care today, just... Let people have it, right? Uh, scream. Anybody ever do that? Just let out a big scream. <laughs> like, okay. So, hey, feel free. If that works, if that feels good, some of those things can be great, you know. But here's the deal. There's healthy ways and not so healthy ways for us to respond to the worry and the anxiety in our life. True? So I want to encourage you and I to look to God. What we need to do is look to him to find that peace. Peace is found in the presence of Jesus. And so I got a Christmas joke for you. You ready for this? Okay, this is good. This is dad level Christmas joke here. God doesn't want to give you his presence. He wants to give you his presence. Okay? Now, okay, so please forgive me. I know that's horrible. 
That, okay, that's, that's like ultimate cheese right there. So why do I say that? Like it came to my brain randomly. You know how things pop in your brain? You know, just randomly. And I, okay, I'm going to go for it. I'm writing it down. I'm going to go for it. But here's, here's why I say it. Not because it's a good joke. It's probably the worst ever. But I hope you remember it. That's the goal of that. Like, it's going to remember, like, he doesn't want to give me his presence. He wants to give me his presence. Okay, but it's, there's, there's so much truth in that, guys. Peace is found in the presence of Jesus. And I want us to look at some words of Jesus here today. Matthew 6.25. We're going to look right here in the middle of what's called the Sermon on the Mount. This is the famous sermon that Jesus preached. It's recorded in Matthew. Verse 25, Jesus says, This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or, and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? And so Jesus is telling us to do something that's super easy. Stop worrying. Super easy, right? But what he's really trying to speak to is like, there's a better, maybe a bigger perspective that you can have in your life. Now, it's easy for us to fall to that place where I'm going to worry about food and, and, and how am I going to provide for myself, for my family, and buy clothing, all this kind of stuff. I worry about presents this year for my kids. I mean, there's so many things that we worry about, but Jesus is like, don't worry about those things. And he goes on and talks about birds. He goes on and talks about flowers. He, looks at, he says, look at everything that I've created. They're not worrying. They're not stressed, yet I take care of them. Like, have you ever seen a bird up in the middle of the night just pacing back and forth on your brick wall, just like, just worried, anxious, like they're so worried about the worm shortage that they've heard about on the news? It just doesn't happen, right? Birds don't worry about those things, but they do work. They'll get up the next day, they'll work, they'll do what, they, what they're called to do, what they're supposed to do, and they don't worry, and God always provides and takes care of them. And so for us, though, it's easier said than done. We start hearing about food shortages, you know, we're not going to have any of this, like, which has been pretty crazy the last couple of years, right? And then gas prices start going up, and thankfully they're going down right now. But that was super stressful, and we worry about that. And then you go to the grocery store right now, and you try to get eggs. Have you been to the grocery store, and, like, they're all out of eggs? Like, what's the, like, the food shortage thing? Like, this is happening. There's some things that are going on. And then if you can actually find eggs, do you know how expensive eggs are today? It is unreal. I have never ever wanted chickens, but I've actually thought about it because, like, I just grow my own eggs. All these things can kind of pile up on us. We're stressed about, like, the price of eggs. Can I afford groceries? Like, my grocery bill is high. Remember Phoenix, number one in the, in the nation for inflation this year, and does all this. It's just stress, worry, worry. Stress. And Jesus says, don't worry. And he says, he says, get a better perspective on life. In fact, Jesus even says this. This is, this is awesome. Verse 27, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Like he said that like 2,000 years ago. And I think it's maybe even more appropriate, we would feel like, more appropriate today. Like think about this. Has worrying ever made that situation better? Have you ever felt better about something because you just worried so much about it? Has it ever turned out to be better because you took the time and the energy and the emotion to just worry about that? Has it ever happened? Like, in the end, you're like, why did I worry? And we go back to these words, and Jesus says, I'll take care of you. 
You don't have to worry. There's a bigger perspective if you'll just trust me and look to me. And so this is where we got to look to Jesus and really come to this place where can I trust him? Can I trust Jesus? A lot of people struggle with that. Like, why should I trust Jesus? Why can I trust his words, these teachings and things like this? And, man, we just believe that you can trust Jesus because he rose from the dead. And not only did he rise from the dead, he said he was going to do that. Like, he predicted, I'm going to die, and then I'm going to rise from the dead. And anybody that can predict they're going to die and rise from the dead and then pull it off is like somebody that I think you can trust. You can put your life in. You can trust his teachings. There's overwhelming evidence that Jesus rose from the dead. I've seen it over and over and over again that he is alive. That's why we can trust Jesus in teachings like this. And so he just comes straight at us. You don't need to worry. In fact, hey, let me ask a question. Has it made your life any better? Have you ever added an hour to your life? Nope. And so Jesus is saying, don't worry, don't worry. Some of us, we're weary from our worry, if we're honest. It is wearing us out. And he has the gift of rest and peace for you. If you'll just trust him and look to him. So what he says is don't just stop worrying, but you got to put your mind, fix your mind in the right place. you got to make sure you're thinking the right things. And so this is how he ends that little passage there, verse uh, 31. So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Can you just receive that right now? Like your heavenly Father, who created the universe, spoke everything into existence, created all life, animals, and you. He knows everything about you. He knows what you need. And then Jesus says this, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Not only does he know what you need, he will give you everything that you need. He will take care of you. Hey, friends, this is a promise. There are so many promises in the word of God. So many, like if you have needs, you have worries, you have stresses, go to him. We talked about that last week, right? God cares about you. You're anxious, you're worried, give it to him. Why? Because he cares. And if it's a big deal to you, he wants to help you. And he's there for you. And so Jesus says, he will give you everything you need. So it ends with, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. <laughs> Word. Today's trouble is enough for today. So we don't want to get caught up worrying about all this stuff. We want to look to Jesus, trust in him and who he is. And so he says this, this is what you do. Don't just stop worrying. Put your mind on me. Seek me. Put me first in your life. Put your focus on me. Put your trust on me, and I'll take care of you. I know what you need, and I will give you what you need. So that's where we got to put our mind, guys. That's where we got to put our trust is looking to him. Get our eyes off of those things that are worrying us. And look to him. The truth is, we got a lot of things we worry about. Some of us, we got a whole box full of things that we worry about. Anybody feel like you could fill this box with your worries? So we got all these worries in our life. And what we do, we have a relationship with God. And in a moment of faith, we take our worry out and we put it in here. God, I give it to you. I give you my worry. You're like, okay, God, I trust you. And then we're just like. (laughs) 
Five minutes later, we're like, God, you've done nothing. Come on, I'm taking this back. You don't know what I need. And we, we just like, I'm taking matters in my own hands. Like, I'm going to start worrying about this again because you're doing nothing about this. We're so impatient. And we feel like we know better than the one who created everything and spoke everything into existence. God, I know that you created all life and you like spoke the stars and the universe and all that. But I know better about this situation than you, so I'm going to worry about it. And so we take it back from God and we're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to worry about this. And what we're doing when we do that is essentially we're saying, God, I don't trust you in that situation. I trust myself more than I trust you. And that's really what it comes down to, guys. For some of us, it's a control issue. I got to control, but that's why I got to relinquish control and say, okay, Jesus, if you really are real, you really do love me this much, I'm going to trust you, not just with my little worries. What I'm going to do is I'm going to trust you with my whole give my life to you. So here's what we got to do. We've got to get a bigger God. We got to get smaller worries. Because some of us, our worries have been insurmountably bigger than God. And we've got to recognize how big and powerful God is and how he can meet and provide for your every need and let your worries be small and take your worries and give them to him. But we really are giving our life to him fully and completely. This last week, our family did a fun little exercise, and we did a little Advent reading, and then we took some time to write on a piece of paper. I said, hey, guys, let's go around the table, and let's write on this piece of paper. What is it you're really worried about? And then we went around the table, and we shared what we're worried about. We had some really, like, very open, honest conversations, like, I'm worried about this. And then we got a box. We said, this is going to be our box and we're going to give this worry to God. So we're going to put this all, so everyone drop your, your worry into the box. And we're going to pray. And we're saying, God, I choose not to worry about this anymore. I am giving it to you. And so we did that. We put it all in there. And we, we closed the box. And we prayed. We said, God, we're not going to worry about this anymore. We trust you in this. I read about this in a book. So I thought, I'm going to try this. It was so fun and really profound for us. That I thought, I'm going to share this this morning with you. Try it. It's just a very practical way to do something outwardly to help you inwardly. And so the next day, my daughter Jade and I were hanging out, and Jaden's like, you know that, that worry thing we did and we put it in the box? She's like, that worked. That was great. Like, I haven't worried about it since, Dad. I said, that's so cool. That's great. I'd encourage you, get a box. Write down your worries. Put it in there and say, God, no more. I will stop worrying about it. It is yours. And watch God work in your life. Watch him work. So what we're going to do is we're going we're to sing a song in just a moment. But I want to close with just these words here. We looked at these words last week. So we're not going to take any time to dive into them, but there's so much. And this is Paul's prescription for anxiety and worry. If you missed last week's message, you can go online. You can listen to it. We went deep into the, all these sentences here. But I just want to read them again because they're so powerful and so good. Paul says this, and I'll invite the worship team to go ahead and come on up. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Here's the deal. Too often we find ourselves worried about everything because we pray about nothing. So Paul is saying, hey, don't. Now, Paul is writing this from prison. Do you know that? Like he is in jail because he's been preaching Jesus. And he says, don't worry, guys. 
Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand, which makes sense, really, right? Like, if God is real, if he really did create all of this and and created us, then the peace that he gives us would be so big and powerful, it wouldn't even make sense to us. It would overwhelm us to the point of just calming us because it is bigger and stronger than anything you and I could ever face. And I believe God today wants to give you peace, a peace that you can't even describe, a peace that where I've heard some people say, I wasn't even sure what was happening in my life. This whole Jesus thing was so new to me, but I could just feel and sense the peace of God coming over me like never before. And Paul describes it right there. He's, Paul's like, I've, I've experienced this. I've, I've seen this. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. What I'm praying for, guys, is that we would have a peace that comes from him. It's so real and so powerful and so profound that all anxiety, all worry, it's broken in our life. You don't have to worry. Jesus says, look to him, trust in him, put your thoughts on him, seek him. I mean, we can pray, we can come to him, and here's what we do. We're just opening our heart to him. Okay, God, here I am. Here's my life. I'm worried and stressed and worried and worried about all this, but I'm gonna trust you with this. And let God's peace fill and flood your life today. Would you stand to your feet? Thanks again for listening to this message at Rivers Church. We'd love to have you subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. To learn more about what's going on in the life of our church community, check us out at riverschurch.co. I pray that this week you would walk in the power and the presence of God. Thanks for joining us.